Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So if you're the Bucks and you can only franchise one player, Shaq Barrett or Jameis Winston, who you got? And Eli Manning is retiring today after 16 seasons with the New York Giants and two Super Bowl MVPs. Is he a Hall of Fame player? He had a career record of 500. So how do we judge quarterbacks these days? And what will Charlie Morton say in a couple weeks when he's asked about the Astros' sign-stealing scandal? What should he say? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burston. Okay, folks, if uh, you're like me, you're getting tired of paying these high electric bills. You know, it got cold the other day. The heater was on the whole time. If you want to save 90 to 95 percent off your electric bill, listen to me now. May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest Solar available. They don't use high voltage like many other solar companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor. They have a full showroom that's open weekdays where you can see their products. Now, May Electric Solar has been in uh, business around here for 13 years. They've earned a great reputation with their customers and peers. There's a lot of other solar companies out there imitating them and trying to use their great name. But remember, they don't use subcontractors, and they do not subcontract for any company in any other way. So everyone knows it has to be May all the way. Let's stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills and start saving now. Call my friends at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. That's the real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tom, I'm back from uh, what was Pro Bowl practice the last couple of days over there in Orlando. And when I say practice, I mean, it's really not a lot. Okay. Um, we, we can get, I mean, first of all, I, I want to get your thoughts about uh, Shaq Barrett and, and maybe who you would franchise if you had to franchise him or James but before, Winston. Before we get to that, though, this, this, okay, so practice, like, man, what are we talk, we're talking about practice. What are we talking about? Well, what it's so, what, like, explain, like, what Pro Bowl practice can I don't even know be because like. it doesn't really resemble, I mean, it, it kind of resembles football. But first of all, they walk, first of all, two days ago what was it wednesday yeah it was like yeah, we're an, taking an, us on thursday night so. right so so this was uh yeah right but for the people that are listening on friday it was two days ago on wednesday as you know the arctic blast came through and maybe one of the coldest days i've ever witnessed here in central florida it was worse over in orlando because it was like you're in nebraska or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour sustained like not gusts, just right. sustained, and the wind chill had to dip into the teens easily. And of course, nobody's dressed for this, right? Right, of course not. And these poor people are coming down to Florida thinking, "Oh, cool, bring the kids to Disney's; they'll swim." No, <laughs> no, they'll be the blocks of ice. Um, but uh, so it was miserable. And then, of course, the good thing about Florida is if you don't like the weather, it'll change, right? So um, the next day was was pretty pretty spectacular. But yeah, Pro Bowl practice is is it used to be an hour. And then it was 45 minutes. I'm telling you, if they were out there 30 minutes on Thursday, I would be shocked. Like, yeah. literally 30 minutes. They come out, it's just, it's just hoodies, and, hoodies and hat, ball caps, right? I mean, that's, right. that's basically it. And they don't – I don't even know what they're simulating, but it doesn't look like football. <laughs> um, but – and then the game has gotten to be an all-time joke. It's clearly the worst – and I'm happy for the guys who get to celebrate, bring their families, whatever. I mean, it's an honor and all that. I get it. But because it's football and football's a contact sport, it's the worst all-star game there is, right? Now, the NHL all-star game is this weekend as well. Right. But they, they did some things I thought they kind of made it interesting anyway, right? Because it's all three-on-three. Three. Yeah, I mean, it's three-on-three. Three. You just don't have hitting like you do like in a normal yeah. NHL game. But it's, I mean, it sort of resembles a little bit of hockey. I think baseball, I think we all agree baseball is the best one. Because it resembles baseball, yeah. Right, because guys are throwing real pitches and guys mm-hmm. are swinging, you know, making real plays and right. everything about the game is, is the same. It's it's right. it's a, a real baseball game. Basketball, of course, nobody plays defense in the NBA yeah. games. But it's, uh, 
Yeah, football clearly the worst. And I don't know what they can do about it, Rick. I mean, there was a time when it when we were little anyway, like where the game kind of looked like a real football game. It did. Nobody, I nobody used, like was yeah. blitzing anybody. Nobody was lighting anybody up. No, they had like, rules. They had rules, right. yeah. But it was at the same time there was like real it looked like it's kind of looked like football. And now mm-hmm. I don't blame these guys. And I don't know what you can do. I was thinking to myself, as you were just talking about this, I was thinking, well, could they do like Flag football or something like something that's what I would recommend. But but how would that be? For, it, might, it would be good, play good on TV. I don't yeah. know how it would play in a. It, it might not play all stadium, that well. You know? Yeah, I, and here's the thing: anytime you have a contact sport, right, like football, um, even in flag, where you have to wrap your arms or grab. I mean, this is how I relate it. It's dangerous anyway, and the money has gotten so big that I'm surprised these guys want to even put on a helmet after the right. season, right? You're Shaq Barrett, and, I'm, and as I do this, I'm going to knock on wood here, Shaq, okay? But you're basically waiting for a generational payday. I mean, it's guaranteed. Somebody's going to give you 17 to $20 million, okay? Right. And that's going to be for like four years guaranteed. So that's it's like not just wealth. It's ridiculous wealth, but it's what you've worked for. You're a guy that wasn't drafted five years in the NFL, lead the NFL in sacks, and you're going to go out there on Sunday and do what? I'm coming up with a sore hamstring. I'm not sure. I'm telling yeah. and And when you talk about, like, flag, so this is what I related to. Years ago, um, <laughs> when the money was flowing in the newspaper business, we went to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, if you can believe this. Actually did it a couple times after they won the Super Bowl as well. But in 97, went out there. It was the Bucks' really first, you know, playoff victory. They beat Detroit, if you recall that year. Tony Dungy's team, you know, after 18 years of not winning a playoff game at home. And they made it, you know, I think in 97 they lost to Green Bay. It was a a great year. So they had like six Pro Bowlers. And this is when the Pro Bowl was played after the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl players played in the Pro Bowl. So it wasn't this replacement crap, right, Mm -hmm. where now 100 players can make the Pro Bowl. (laughs) So I went out there, and, and it was Warwick Dunn's rookie year. Now, Warwick made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. And... So he was in the game on Sunday, but they had this thing called the Rookie uh, Beach Flag Football Game mm-hmm. at the Pro Bowl on Waikiki Beach. Right. Flag football on a beach. What can happen? What could possibly? What go could wrong? go wrong? Right. Right. Couple, a bunch of competitive, you know, NFL athletes. So Warwick was one of the few rookies that was in the game, but there were all these other NFL rookies, including. And I can't remember. I think he was probably in the game too. Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And so you had these guys. Now, they didn't have enough for, you know, 22 players on a team or anything. It was more like, you know, seven on seven, if you will. But, but the defensive guys also, it was both ways. You went both ways. So Tony Gonzalez, you know, who played college basketball at Cal, I mean, it's like he's on steroids, right? I mean, the guy is, you know, six foot six or whatever can jump can do all this right. stuff and he's out there just balling and then you have work done and they played it on the part of the beach which was really hard and full of shells mm-hmm. it wasn't the soft sand down by the surf it was flat they laid out a course i'm watching these guys thinking this ain't good yeah they're going right. they're jumping up for balls crashing down together onto the beach on top of each other it's a hundred degrees right what could go wrong well the next year something did go wrong Right. The next year, Robert Edwards, who was a running back from Georgia that had had his rookie year um, for the New England Patriots and rushed for 1,100 yards, yeah, um, he dislocated his entire knee. They thought they were going to have to amputate the damn thing. Yeah. And end of beach volleyball. Now this guy, in '98, you know, like I said, one of the top rookies and didn't play football again Never until 2000. Again. That's right. That's well, right. he until did like, play well, again. He like, played he played in 2002 though. It was 4 years right. of putting this guy's leg back together. He played for the Dolphins. He didn't do much, right? Yeah, I'm like looking at his years. numbers now. He had like 20 But then carries, he went to Canada. He went carries. to Canada. Yeah. yeah, he had 20 carries for like 400 yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 200 like for 107 yards, yeah. Yeah, not even. So then he went to Canada for a couple of 1000-yard seasons and yeah. and that that like was Montreal, his career. But Toronto, that game yeah. that that beach that damn beach flag football game yeah. ended his career. Who knows what he would have become? And and to me, if you if you whittle it down, you know, there comes a point where football becomes dangerous because you're not playing football, right? Like right. some guys are going half speed, some guys aren't going any speed. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. It's just really a. I'd say uh, the worst, the worst injury I ever had. I played, you know, I played organized baseball my oh, life yeah. and played a little bit of football when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. you know, I played in YMCA basketball leagues. And you and I used to play pickup basketball. Oh, the yeah. worst injury I ever had, and I ever suffered playing ball, 
was playing with little kids and I was trying to be really careful not to hurt mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm jumping out of the way and yep. I landed on a ball funny, landed on my ankle and tore the ligaments. Tore it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was not going all out. I was trying to be careful. You know? Yeah. So. Same thing happened to me in college. I was playing fall ball my last year at Arkansas State and I, you know, I ripped the double somewhere and I decided the guy made a good play, but I didn't want to have a collision at second base, kind of a bang bang thing. Yeah, yeah. So I decided, uh, it's fall ball. What do I care if I get tagged out, right? So at the last minute, I decided not to slide. Worst ankle sprain of my life. (laughs) Worst. I was out for like three weeks, you know? So, I mean, when you don't go full, you know, things can happen. That's bad, too, because, Strahd, what did you do? I didn't want to slide, coach. (laughs) Well, it did. It looked bad, but it looked even worse when, you know, I almost lost my job because of it, and I was, uh, you know, getting getting treatment on my ankle. Look, I'm with you on this. I don't don't, don't get these. uh, I, I think, I don't know. Do they make money off of it? Is that why they still play the Pro Bowl? Well, the league does. I mean, I don't know how much. I mean, ESPN broadcasts it. They're a broadcast partner. The ratings, believe it or not, are better than an NBA game. (laughs) So, I mean, people have – sorry, it's sad to say people will watch football no matter what And they'll gamble on on it too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they probably will. But last year it got to be ridiculous. I mean, nothing against Mike Evans, but, like, he had an interception in the game. Right. Okay? Right. They had defensive guys playing offense, offense. It's just weird. Um but it's a good group of guys. I mean, I, look, I, I get it. It's an honor and all that stuff. And, you know, Shaq Barrett is over there, which brings us back to yes. Do Re Mi. Um, so Shaq Barrett waiting on a big contract, not not a given that he's coming back to Tampa, although that seems to be his preference. And, and certainly the Bucks would be remiss not to try to make that happen. Having said all that, though, it could well be, and I'm not making predictions, but if I was, I, there is a, there is a chance that, you know what, you have one franchise tag to use on a player and not knowing how high the money will go for Shaq Barrett and not knowing whether Jameis Winston is worth the $27 million that you know Who? the money. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so maybe that's your answer. If you had one franchise tag as the Bucks and you, you couldn't sign either guy and you had to use that tag to keep him here, who do you use it on? Rick, like you know this game as well as anybody, and it's – it's equally hard to find a really good pass rusher and mm-hmm. a really good quarterback. There aren't yeah. any of them out there, right. but I just seem like you pick the, like you basically pick Shaq Barrett up off the street almost, you know, you James, James Winston, you, he was the number one overall pick. I oh, just yeah, think was. quarterbacks are yeah. so hard to find. And if you don't have one, yeah. then you're going nowhere. And it's like, and I realize that the Bucks went years. They went, what, 15, whatever. I don't know how many years you wanted. Well, up to 12 years. Well, 2005, um, and then right. Jason Pierre-Paul la- a year ago, right. uh, not last season, but a year before that, was the first yeah. guy to have 12 or more than 10 since Simeon Rice. So you've basically gone the past decade with almost nobody, you know, yes. rushing a quarterback from the, from the edge. And to have a guy like Shaq Barrett, what a difference that guy made. But at the end of the day, Rick, I just still think that I would rather go on the go on the lookout for a guy who can get after the quarterback a little bit than I than a guy to 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 be my quarterback to be my leader on offense. And it's not as if you know I'm this is all anybody's talking about, right? As, as what are they going to do with Jameis Winston? Is he coming back? And you're looking around mm-hmm. the league, and I'm watching I'm watching you know, like shows like Get Up, and they're talking what's Philip Rivers going to do, and what's Tom Brady going to do, and where's Teddy Bridgewater going to end up, and what's Drew Brees going to do? Is he going to retire? Where's Cam Newton going? Like these are big questions because these are quarterbacks, and it's your whole franchise depends on. It. I just, I, I know that I'm, I, I'm half the people out there agree with us, Rick, or agree with me, and I, and I never thought I'd say this. I think you got to bring Jameis back. I just don't know what other option you have. Yeah, you've right. been consistent with that, and I think that there's some things that have to happen before we will know the full answer. Um, we'll get into Eli Manning and whether you know what his credentials are for the Hall of Fame and, uh, and other things and just quarterbacks in general. But it's a good segue into what I noticed and what I think and maybe what I'm wrong about. Um, so I'm at the Pro Bowl, and as you know, on you know today Eli Manning is going to actually sit down in front of the media in New York and go through the whole you know probably teary-eyed retirement <laughs> speech, right? I mean, 16 years with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two Super Bowl MVPs, um, you know, never missed a game, by the way. Durable. Um, when I say never missed because of injury, they obviously, right, right, benched, right. They obviously benched them. But, um, you know, kind of did it the right way. I mean, no controversies off the field. He's a Manning, for God's sakes. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's a big deal. But he's retiring, okay? So I'm at the Pro Bowl, 
And Drew Brees has been asked now for about every five minutes what he's going to do. And his answer is something like, you know, uh, I'm going to take the postseason. I'm going to take a month, probably in the next month, talk to my family, see where, you know, whether we want to play again. It's a big commitment. You know, of course, my boys want me to play forever. But you know what? I'm just not ready to make that decision yet. And the the, the he's got his bo- he's got his kids with him. They're meeting other players. They're um, you know he's carrying them on their shoulders. The biggest media contingent is around Drew Brees. It looks and feels, and the people are screaming their name. You know who dat and all that. It looks and feels like he's taking a victory lap at the Pro Bowl. Mm. I think Drew Brees might retire. Really? You know what? I, I saw his name the other day, Rick. Was it like they don't know what he's going to do? Because I'd always assumed he was coming back. And I started right. thinking, well, I wonder if you're a network. You're like banging on this guy. Exactly story. right. And he's got options. Wouldn't you think you got options if you're Drew Brees? Absolutely. Tony Romo had Brees options, could right? Be, he could be in the Monday night booth next year if he wanted. Absolutely. And and for the kind of money that they're talking about these days, if Tony Romo's worth $10 million, I know you're taking a little bit of a leap because this guy hasn't. But who thought Tony Romo could do TV? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Other than so CBS executives, yeah, nobody was sure about that, right? And, and nobody, nobody thought he'd be worth this much this time around. So, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, so this would be—I mean, it would be his twentieth season. Now, here's how it affects the Bucks, <clears throat> and I'm gonna—you know—I'll write about this. Uh, you can read about it on TampaBay.com. Is okay. You're Sean Payton, and you just met with Drew Brees, and he's kind of on the fence, right? What does Sean Payton have to say? Well, Drew. The sooner you could tell us, the better, because we got this guy, Teddy Bridgewater, who went 5-0 and last year when you banged up your thumb. Mm-hmm. And Teddy, Teddy's proven he can do some things in this offense. And before he becomes a free agent and goes to, I don't know, Tampa, right, and starts kicking our butt, um, if you're not going to be here, and then, you know, and then we have Taysom Hill, too, who we think could eventually be our quarterback, and maybe he's the guy now, but and, nonetheless. And I'm not sure. Is his contract up, too? I don't. I don't know if it is know. or not. I think it, it might be. It anyway, may be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But regardless, they've got to deal with two young guys. You know, either which it could be their answer for the next whatever years, because you know Teddy's only twenty-seven years old, and whether you like him or you don't like him, I mean, I watched him throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns against Tampa, mm-hmm. and he went five and zero in that offense. So, um, you know, you got to know something, and you got to know it fairly soon. Right, right, sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we make it seem like all these teams have all this time because the Super Bowl's not even played yet. Right. But we're not that far away from free March. agency starting. Yeah. yeah, March. Six weeks, you know. That's it. That's it. And so if he's going to take a month or he's going to take two more weeks or three more weeks, my thing is that if you're thinking about it, you're probably done. Unless right. you're Brett Favre and then you don't know how to retire. Uh, you these just guys, these guys work on a different level than any of us can possibly fathom. You know, they're they're right. just they're wired differently than than you and me. But I yeah. look at it and I'll say, "What are you doing, man? You got you got a bunch of kids." Same thing with Philip Rivers, who's mm-hmm. got like forty five kids, nine, right? yeah, something. So I'm like, "Go! You have all the money you could possibly have." Now True. a guy like Philip Rivers might be a little bit different because maybe he's chasing a Super Bowl. But you know, Drew Brees, you got your Super Bowl, you got all the records. You're mm-hmm. you're you're a Hall of Famer, no no question about Played it. Played 19 years with a shoulder that they said you could never throw I mean, a ball again. I mean, how much more do you need? What else? What else do you need? But again, I those guys think like I, like I don't think so, which right. is what makes them elite athletes and, and really good in their. Family. And and to Breeze's credit, I mean, for Breeze to be Breeze, like he's always been a guy that has to go to San Diego, spend months out there training his body, getting himself, you know, ready to play, and and so it's a big sacrifice even in the off season, right? It's not like these guys just like, hey, I'll see you in July. Right. You know, shake my hand, I'm loose. You know, let's go throw the ball around. So there's a commitment both in a sacrifice by his family. Now, you know, the other thing, I've always found this, and, and you can speak to this, Tom, because you covered hockey and all kinds of sports in here in Minnesota and everywhere. I always found that the greater the player, the less aware they are of when to leave the party. Oh, yeah. And okay. we got tons of examples of that, right? Emmett Smith and Joe Namath and you know Johnny Unitas and you know. We I'll, tell remember- you guy, I'll tell you, I'll point out a guy who's who's a who was a great NHL. He's a Hall of Famer. He finally made the Hall of Fame. Dave Andrzejczyk was a guy who yep. played a million years in the NHL, mm-hmm. won a Stanley Cup, and then he had a lockout, and he was forty some years old. Like, okay, that's it, right? That's got to be it. Yeah. Like, what else is there to accomplish? Like, we right. win another one. You've already but, won it's one. It's a great like, walk off, right there, right? I right. Mean- Your name's on the cup. But see you later. You know. No, he came back and and tried to play 
another year at age 42 after I don't even remember that, you know? It's yeah. so And he ended up I, like he made about like half a season and he, he didn't play anymore, but it was I mean Jerry again, I, Jerry Rice for God's sakes, who yeah. I know and and you know was the goat and some people consider him the best player of all time. Best football player I've ever seen personally, like Right. Now my dad would tell you it was Jim Brown, Jim Brown but whatever. Right. Yeah. Um you know, but nonetheless, you know, ended up in in uh, Oakland, Seattle, and then was going to be the fourth receiver in Denver until somebody said, "Jerry, don't do this to yourself." Right, and it, well, there's a bunch of examples like Johnny United, like Johnny United yeah. when he went to San Diego. You already won. You've already won. Franco Harris went. Emmett Smith. Those Emmett's, guys, I like, covered Emmett Smith's OJ last Simpson, game in Arizona. Arizona, yeah. one yeah. year for Emmett Smith. But so I don't know. So those guys are wired differently. But if I'm Drew Brees, Rick, I I, I walk away. So. Ultimately, yeah. So you're, what you're saying is, okay, if he decides to retire, that takes maybe Teddy Bridgewater off. That might affect the Bucks and, and certainly the NFC South now. You go from, remember, it was the, the great quarterback division, still a lot of uncertainty with Cam Newton, okay, whether or not Matt Rule is in, in the, in the uh, Carolina Panthers want him back. So if something were to happen where Cam Newton goes, we don't know Jameis Winston's future. The only guys that you, you figure will be back is like a 34-, 35-year-old Matt, Matt Ryan. Right. You know, and when you look at the box, so, okay, if you t- like, it seems to me like Teddy Bridgewater was the guy that everybody was kind of eh, maybe Teddy Bridgewater could come in for a year or two, bridge the gap. To- well, he's he's a yeah, eh, yeah, the bridge quarterback in <laughs> bridge or troubled water, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's he he was the guy that you know, I mean, he's. He's only 27, so he's not even really a bridge guy. But I think regardless, the Bucks are going to draft a quarterback. You heard it here first. Breaking like high? News. Like high? Like, for, like first, second? Um, no, and probably not the first pick necessarily. Maybe. Right. But, but I think – Depending I on think who's there, I'm sure. By the, I think by, this, by the second or third round, depending on who's there, but it's they'll get like a young have, guy. You have all these names. Like we had all these names out there. Like what about Tom Brady? Well, okay, let's say – let's assume he goes back to – What about Phil Philip Rivers who – I, you know, it sounds mm-hmm. to me like he might be retiring, but I don't. Well, know. that how about this? How about Eli Manning is retired? Okay, mm-hmm. today. Yeah. What if Breeze is next? Brady says I've had enough, mm-hmm. and Philip Rivers says he's had enough. There you go. That I mean, that could happen, right? Right, and now all of a sudden, your options are Teddy Bridgewater, who probably then goes back to New Orleans because Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, who. The Red you know, Rockets. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I would assume they're going. To, Cincinnati's going to draft Joe Burrow and play him. Don't, don't assume. Later. Don't assume. I'll bet your mortgage and mine will go to <laughs> Vegas right now, and and play right away. Okay. Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. So Andy, that would make Andy Dalton available. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then, uh, okay, I'm taking Jameis. I'm still taking. I'm still taking Jameis. <laughs> you know? Your answer is always Jameis, which is funny. It is. It's just because again, it's because of the the options out there, and and I would. I'm, I'm not ready to give him. You know, a, a, a big long hundred million dollars. No, 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 we're not doing that. It's <laughs> good you learn your lesson. That's right. <laughs> Damn, Josh Freeman. <laughs> who's, Moby, who, who, by Moby the way, it's my Moby Dick. Man. It is. Who, by the way, is only thirty-one years old could still be the franchise <laughs> quarterback here. Hey, I'm not giving up. What if he comes back? I'm not, maybe, maybe <laughs> no, I still have hope. Trust me. I went to Vero Beach, and he was going to make the Canadian Football League. It lasted two weeks. <laughs> Something's missing. I well, think it's desire. I think uh, so. If you're asking me, Shaq Barrett or Jameis, I'm yeah. Uh, you're saying you're James, saying Jameis. James. I'm, I'm giving a franchise tag to Jameis and and then yeah. moving on from there. There is a little there is a little a warning label with Shaq Barrett, and I don't know whether it's real. And I was talking to who was I talking to? Well, I won't reveal him, but yeah. I know who it was. Um, <laughs> it's an NFL former NFL player who does some broadcasting, but um, that could be anybody because I was in Orlando. So. The, the conversation was this is like he did lead the NFL in sacks now 19 and a half. Okay. You can't really fake that. Right. Like you, you can stumble into 10 once in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. But 19 and a half. So, but he's 27. He has only done it once. Right. Like, the, like before that he was just the backup, right? He was the apprentice. He was, you know, five years, Denver, 14 total sacks. Right. So are you sure, are you going to pay him? And this is what we're talking about. Will you pay him like Von Miller? Will you pay him like a guy that's done it four and five years? Yeah, it's hard. Because that's hard. the kind of money we're talking. So how much faith do you have that this – not that it's a, a one-hit wonder necessarily. You know what I'm saying? But it might be a one-hit wonder. But it might be – yeah, right. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even even if he were to have another really – like if he were to get 10 sacks next year, that would be 
That'd be a cool. Sacks would be great. No, you'd but be all right compared with that. to nineteen, it would be like oh, it'd I'm be half. I mean, I don't think year. you I, look. I don't think you can expect even fifteen, right? I mean, like somewhere between ten and fifteen would be nice, but ten for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, which he did in four games, about you know nine and four games. But there is there is sort of a you know, hey, are we sure that that he's exactly who he? So from that standpoint, maybe a franchise tag works for him. You know, let's see yeah. if he can do it again. We'll pay yeah. him big money, but let you know. So I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Eli Manning, I mentioned we were going to talk about. So Eli Manning retires. Mm-hmm. Um, two Super Bowl MVPs, obviously played sixteen years. You know what his career record was, Tom? Five hundred, right around five hundred, right? Right at exactly five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seventh all time in passing yards. I think he's seventh all time in maybe touchdowns somewhere in there. He's in the top ten. Uh, I mentioned his durability, games played. He's he's in the top ten. Um, Hall of Famer, yeah, yeah. It's, you know how I feel about Eli. It's Eli, uh, I'm I'm a real big Hall. I, yeah, to me, it's a no brainer. If I were voting, it's a no brainer. I know because you place a lot of a lot of, of of stuff on championships, titles, yeah. yeah, and playing big in big games. And that's where I'll say, like, if you look at the two Super Bowls he won, let's just look at those games. He was the MVP, right? Yeah, against. A, he took down the 18 and 0 Patriots. Yeah, and then took down another or soon Patriots to, team, trying right? to be 18 and 0. And they won those games on last-minute drives or last-minute yes, drives. Yes, you know? they did. Mm-hmm. I know the one game that was only it was a low-scoring game. I think it was seventeen fourteen, but yeah. it was a two-minute drive. He made big plays, huge plays. Yeah. Right. So he played big in big games. And look, Rick, you know, just getting to a Super Bowl, right. everybody says, "Well, anybody can win." You know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, so anybody can win a Super Bowl. But here's the thing with Eli: just it's not just that game. Like to get to a Super Bowl, you had to have a lot of big moments over those over the entire season. You're mm-hmm. winning games late throughout the regular season. You're going through at least two or three playoff games, which yeah, I think you went through three to get to the one Super Bowl. Yeah, so they were a six seed. Yeah, you're winning. You're winning. Like so you're you're making a lot of big plays in games. Like I said, I place. It's not all about just big games, but I mean he's a big game quarterback. Now look, I know he threw a lot of interceptions. He was a turnover machine at times. And had a lot of losing game, losing seasons. Yeah, I mean, if you go from the last, I don't know, five or six years of his career. I don't he know made the playoffs made... one time, yeah, and I don't, think, I don't think he won a playoff game. Yeah, but, I mean, the first half of his career combined with – you know, it reminds me a lot of, although I don't, maybe this isn't a fair comparison either. Like, I know Kurt Schilling almost got into the Hall of Fame yeah. as a pitcher. It's a good comparison. And, Although, although Schilling was a better, like he had, I think he had a pretty, he had a winning record during the regular season, like yeah, his career. It's... But, but he, the reason I like Kurt Schilling so much is because it was a big game. He played well in big games, and I. So, what, what about you? I mean, I, I mean, I, no, I, I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I would say this that I don't know if he's a first ballot guy. Yeah, whatever I, that means, I don't know that no, he's I know it. What he, I know exactly what you mean by that. And here's my problem, and Dan Patrick, they were talking about this, and I thought it was a, it was. It was it was entertaining, but it was also kind of an interesting way to look at things. First of all, do you know he made more money than any quarterback alive? Like he made two hundred fifty-two million or something dollars over his wow. career. It's unbelievable. Um, and then his brother made almost the same amount. But <clears throat> who would you? This is the who would you rather be? You wake up every day and you can have one of these careers: Eli Manning's or Dan Marino's. Yeah, I know. And the Marino's the name that always comes up that. I, again, I, I you can't some, tell me Eli Manning was a better quarterback than Dan Marino. No, if I if I'm if I have a game to play tomorrow and I have 27 year old Eli Manning and 27 mm-hmm. year old Dan Marino, mm-hmm. I'm taking 27 year old Dan Marino. But if you're looking back at the end of my, just as far as career goes, just as far as you you get to wake up every day as one of these guys, and you know, forget about you yeah. know maybe the wealth yeah. for right now. Although I think Dan's paying his bills. Um, but like you know, who who whose career are you? Would you who you can you can be one of those guys for for immortality? You're you're you know right. you have that guy's resume every day to walk around the earth with. Who do you want? Who do you want to be? I think I want Eli Manning's because of the champion because of the super. I was a two time Super Bowl most valuable. But nobody player. thinks you're as good a quarterback as Dan Marino. Nobody do they? does. No, but I I played in New York City. I was mm-hmm. and I did it the right way. He's another guy that I think could go on and do some some. Special things. Oh yeah, sure. If he but wants to, yeah. I, as far as just resume of careers, yeah, I think. And I and look, the reason Miami never won, and never went back to another Super Bowl after his second season. That's that's you know, that's the funny thing. Sort of getting off a little bit off the target here, but somebody was talking about Andy Reid, and does he need to win a Super Bowl? Does he need to win this Super yes, Bowl? Yes, that was a question I had. Yeah, to be a Hall of Famer. 
Mm-hmm. And because I mean, he's an innovator in the game, he's been in the playoffs a ton of times, but he's never won a Super Bowl. And the argument was, well, he's only 61. He loves the coach. He's, he's clearly, the game is not passed him by. He's still very much on top of it. He's an innovator still. And he's got Patrick Mahomes, who's mm-hmm. whatever, 24 years old or whatever. Yeah, why did you walk away now? Who, who's, he may be back in about five more Super Bowls. And uh, the argument uh-huh. was, if I had told you mm-hmm. that, Dan, that Don Shula at age 51 with mm-hmm. a 22-year-old Dan Marino would never mm-hmm. get back to another Super Bowl, you would have been like, that's crazy. That's There's crazy. no way. No. But I don't know. You sounds like you would rather have Marino's career than Eli's. Well, I mean, I, his- I understand the whole, you know, I mean, money aside and, and the fact that I can always look at um, my rings. Patrick pointed out, or somebody, on the, you know, that when they were discussing this, and this is that you know, Dan Marino has one really bad day each year. That's Super the day Bowl they play Sunday. the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, the rest of the time he can walk around and say, I'm a better quarterback than, than yes. Eli Manning was. But he doesn't have the hardware. How much do you think that really matters to him? I mean, I know it matters to him, but it doesn't change who he was. Right. Like, there's nobody saying, I don't think, that Eli Manning was even a half, well, maybe half, but like, nowhere in the same league of a quarterback as Dan Marino. Right. And I don't think either one of them like would go back. Both of them are, are heroes in in their hometowns. Like, oh, no question. Yeah. Well, Eli Manning can walk around New York the rest of his life and be, hey, Eli, yeah. that's the guy that won us two Super Bowls. And no, oh, nobody. yeah. And same with Marino. He goes to. Miami. But if he wasn't in New York, Tom. Yeah, yeah. If he was in Kansas City, this he would not be as re, as revered. Probably not. Even New York has Super a way Bowls. of blowing up their superstars. Sure. Joe Namath. Who should probably be a Hall is of Famer. <laughs> probably isn't in the Hall of Fame unless he played for the New York. And I know that the Super Bowl he won was, you know, historic for its own, right. you know, the AFL and the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. But the game. and he was flamboyant and you know all that stuff. But numbers wise, win wise, I mean, if he doesn't play for New York, that's what I mean. Like, is Eli Eli if he does wins? And see, and I think that's part wins of the- a couple Super Bowls for Seattle. That's right, and that's part. But that's part of for me. That's part of the resume. Like I, I was a New York mm-hmm. Giant. Like that. Yeah. There's some. There's something cool about that. I like that he's retiring. Quite frankly, I, I'm glad he's not mm-hmm. going to try to go to uh, you know to Jacksonville and play another and squeeze another right. season out. And a lot of people thought too that he didn't play that very last game. Remember, he came in and played, and they put right. Daniel Jones back in. He won game. his last. He won his last start. He won his last fact. game to get to 500. To get to 500, yeah. And then he <laughs> so was like, "That's it, ladies and gentlemen, drive safely." Yeah. yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a big Eli guy. I, I really like Eli. And if you've never seen it, go back and watch the Saturday Night Live. He hosted. He was really good in it. Was, oh yeah. Well, yeah. both the Mannings are, but I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, now, who would you rather be, Peyton or Eli? <laughs> yeah. uh, see, and you and I used to have this discussion when we were doing a radio show together. I used to really – I was. You wrapped so bad on Peyton I Manning. Think, I know. And then I mean, he got I'm, the second Super Bowl. That he had nothing he, to do with. <laughs> which, which he was a complete caddy for. You know what I mean? He exactly. didn't take a shot. He th- yeah. yet they were like one for a 42 on third downs in that game. And he, uh, and I yet, know, but right? That made a difference to me. I, I'm, a, I just, I'm a big believer in championships. I think it – that's why when I look back and – you know, and and you you brought you mentioned it to me the other day, and you're absolutely right because I was like sort of like dumping on Drew Brees a little bit, and I was dumping on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm like they only won one Super Bowl, and you're like how many guys win one? Like but, well, that's the thing. <laughs> there's just there's not that many guys around that have right. won one. I mean, I'm I'm looking out there, you know, and they got the NFC has has Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. And they both yep. won Super Bowls. And Aaron Rodgers. And huh? Yeah. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has won one. But he's yeah, not out I, there. I'm trying to think of who else. And then, then you go, you know, then then Matt you got Ryan's Ryan Tannehill and, yeah. you know, um, Deshaun Watson and, you know, these guys. So, I mean, there's just – there's not. There's not – now, I think I'm with you. We'll talk about the Super Bowl in a minute. But I think Mahomes is, is, is a guy who looks like he could win a bunch. But to your point, after Marino and Montana met, you know, those many years ago with, with the Pepsi commercial or Coke or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you'd have thought, you know, Marino would have been back, and it turned out Montana was back for, you know, for three more and won four Super Bowls, and he right. didn't look. And you just never know, like, who comes along, too, because if, mm-hmm. if you look at it, and, I, and I've never been a big Philip Rivers guy, and you've, you've always been. You know, I like Philip Rivers like a lot, Rivers. yeah. And somebody made a point the other day. It says, if he had not lived in a world with Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, 
what right. would we think of? It's a great point. Philip mm-hmm. Rivers these days because he was, you know, yeah, it wasn't his fault that that the Chargers never got there. It's just they they ran into the, like some of the all time buzz sauce, especially yeah, the they England, did. You know, yeah, they did. So the the Tampa Bay Rays are uh, almost uh, at the point where pitchers and catchers will be uh, gathering. You got Rays Fan Fest coming up at some point. Charlie Morton is going to have a microphone in his face, and he's going to have to answer the question, what did you know and when did you know it about the Houston Astros and the whole sign-stealing scandal? He was a member of that team, obviously, pitched in Game 7, won Game 7, I believe, uh, that year. So what do you think, Charlie Morton? Let's let's role play. Yeah. Okay, so you're Charlie Morton. Yep. Uh, Charlie, this is Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. I don't do a good Mark Topkin. Nobody does uh, a good Topkin. No, I know. Come to think of it. You do a little but, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's it. There you go. Uh, so, what, and so the question will be to some form that Mark West will, well, you know, Charlie, what, first of all, what's your reaction to, you know, the Houston Astros sign stealing, stealing scandal? And you were a member of that, World Series team, what did you know about it? I, I think the way he's got to approach it is to say something like this, Rick. Like I, I was on the peripherally, uh, peripherally, I, I sort of knew something was going on. I wasn't, I didn't know for sure. I was a pitcher. I didn't get involved with the hitting, but, um, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I did know a little bit about it. Not enough to say anything. Maybe I should have said something. Maybe I should have known more. Maybe I should have looked into it more. I'm sorry that I didn't, and. Um, you know, I, I hope. Hopefully. Yeah. So you think he's gonna he's gonna admit that he knows something? I th- I think you have to fall if he did. But does he, he go sharp? Does he just say I I knew nothing? I I'm a pitcher and. I mean, I, I think don't. that's what he might say, but I'm not gonna believe it. I can't. You wouldn't I, believe if I he said if he it. says, "Hey, listen, my job is to throw the baseball. You know how focused I am. I sit down. I'm going over hitters. I don't know what they were doing." Um, I'm sure in retrospect I benefited from it, but as far as what my job was, I was to go out there and get guys out. And what they did at the plate, you know, with respect to knowing what the signs were, didn't really affect me at all. Yeah. Okay, Charlie, but you're a pitcher, so you don't you think you benefited from that? I mean, like I said, I, I, I probably should have known him. I probably should have known more about it, and I mm-hmm. didn't. And Because here's the thing, Rick. You can't convince me he didn't know because – I've heard those banging noises, and you can't yeah. tell me if you're sitting in a dugout at some point. If it's like, you didn't well, who the hell's banging it, the damn it's like, garbage can in here? Back there, knock it it's off! Like I got a freaking headache, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I like I watched those. Go- boy, <laughs> I watched out. Al- I've watched out two. That's games. why they went to the buzzer, by the way, in, the, right. in the jerseys. Because <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Morton complained about the banging drums. I watched Altuve and I watched uh, uh, Bregman at the, at their fan. Oh, fest, it was bad, and it, it was, was embarrassing. You know, and if I'm sitting there and you know, look, your manager lost his job because of this. Your general manager GM lost, too, yeah. lost mm-hmm. his job because of this, and and you've embarrassed your owner. How about like take some responsibility? And I think if like if I'm Charlie Morton and I come out and just and fall on the sword a little bit, people people like the people like it when you own up to it. You know, mm-hmm. if you just sit there and say. I knew I knew a little bit. Contrition I goes a long way. Even if you lie way. a little bit, even if you a little bit and say like, "Look, I was aware that something was going on, but I'm a pitcher. I wasn't a hitter, so I wasn't yeah. fully aware. I probably should have known more. I didn't. I'm embarrassed that I didn't, and I'm sorry that it happened. And and don't, I think at that point, people are going to back off. You know. Don't you think he should? Um, okay, the next question would be: Did you did you make the Rays aware of it? Oh. And if you didn't, I, why didn't you? Hmm, that's now. That's a more interesting question. There. That's got to follow it, right? I mean, right. that's got to be right. Your your that, team lost in the divisional championship in Game Five in Houston, where they lit up your pitcher. Now maybe he was tipping his pitches, but they they hit him six straight times. Right, right, and and or and you could also go go even a little bit further and said, Charlie, when you pitched in Houston, 
Mm-hmm. Did you guys change up because you were aware of what was going on there? Did you guys exactly? Did you do you switch? Up? I just think, I think if he's just totally honest, Rick, like you can't. It's hard to get on a guy. And that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody that cheats. I mean, you look at all the guys. Everybody who's ever cheated doing anything. It's the mm-hmm. lies that get you in trouble. I mean, we yeah. sit there and I like when Rafael Palmero pointed his finger. I have you know, never. That's used right. Steroids. Yeah. Or I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's the stuff that gets you in trouble, man. Just I, uh, like, the, yeah. <laughs> like own up to it. And I think right. if you were to own up to it, look, I look at all the steroid guys who we've really come down hard on. Yeah. You know, you know, a guy who gets a pass like Andy Pettit ad- admitted he did it and he gets the a total H- pass. Is that the HGH much. thing? I think. Yeah. And he gets kind of a pass on it because he, he owned up. He's yeah, I did it. I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I did it. Yeah. Um, Pete Rose. I'm convinced to this day. Pete Rose would be in a hall of fame. If he'd have come right out and said, I bet on baseball, but I I only bet on the Reds. Yes. I bet on baseball. I'm sorry I did. I'll never never do it again. He would have been suspended a year, and he'd have been managing again. I really, truly believe that. It was the lie, him constantly lying about it, that people were like, no, that's uh, that's not going to flow. What would you do? Like, if you're Charlie Morton, he had to have known, right? And if he did know, what would you? You're his PR guy. You're Dave Dave Haller, the PR guy for the Rays. What advice are you giving Charlie Morton? Well, I mean, I guess it's ultimately it's up to Charlie because I don't know what Charlie knows, but I would tell him as much as he can be truthful, but don't go into any detail. Like in other words, right. you know, one 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 admittance is going to lead to ten more questions. Okay, so um, <clears throat> you know, if you became aware of it, you're going to have to tell him about what time. Um, you know, but like and anything, if somebody in baseball, said, did you? Ever what I would say, what I would say is like anything in baseball, right? It's a team sport, but it's also really individual. I mean. It, Baseball is one of those weird things. Like you win as a team, now it's it's really pitcher against the hitter. I mean, that's the way the action starts, right? It's the only mm-hmm. game where the defensive players have the ball, right? So, um, <clears throat> so from that standpoint, you know, it's a series of these matchups, and you can't control you can't control your teammates per se. I mean, you could rat on them, that's for sure. You could go to Major League Baseball and be a whistleblower and say, hey, okay, let me ask you for, that. Let me ask you that question. I pitched for the Houston Astros and we're cheating and I don't feel good about it. Jessica Mendoza from ESPN came out and said something. Pedro Horrible Martinez, take. More, Horrible Pedro take. Martino has, has since come out and criticized and saying you don't rat on your teammates. Horrible Rick, take as well. You know these aren't the only two people thinking that. There's, I think there are No, I think most of them probably do. Players across Major League Baseball. Now, you played the game. Yeah. You've covered the game. You know what it's like. I, I, I mean... <clears throat> Are they right? I mean, should should Mike Friars have kept his mouth shut? I mean, but you can't love baseball and and then say, I mean, it's two questions really. I mean, it's like, yeah, there is a code. Yeah, there is a being a teammate, and and you know, sort of, you know, he had no code, he had no honor, and God was watching. I mean, you know, um, but I think, I think that if you love baseball, you don't want this, you don't want anything to tarnish the game, and you you. You have to have integrity in the sport, or you have no sport. I mean, you have no sport. Once once people think that something's fixed, or that something is rigged, or that something is unfair, then you've destroyed your sport. Okay, so so everything you do, if you love the game from the time you're eight years old, or you make your living doing it, then you have to appreciate anything that will keep corruption out of your game, because there is no game with it. So from that standpoint, I don't know how you sort of square that. Yeah, you know, he ratted out. Well, yeah, and he might have saved baseball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he didn't do it while he – and maybe people think it's the ultimate hypocrisy because he didn't well, do it when, that's he, was, what when he was benefiting from it, but right. then when he was getting lit – and he did get lit up. There's a box score where, you know, he gave up 15 runs in Houston. I mean, he didn't give up 15, but he got tagged for most of them, and they, they, they beat the hell out of fire, uh, you know, fires like 15-2. to two. Yeah, and and so I'm sure what he's out there realizing that they've got everything I throw, they know what's coming. I'm sure it got a little frustrating being on the other side, right? Right. Um, so he called him out, and but baseball's better. I mean, do do we always like whistleblowers? I mean, are we gonna? Is this what <laughs> talk about a nation right now? What we're going through oh, yeah. politically? Um, and you cover that story for the Pointer Institute. I mean, are we? You know. If that's going to be our take, then we better be ready to live with all the corruption that's coming our way. I think it's a, yeah. I think those were horrible takes, and I had a, especially had a problem that Jessica Mendoza. And she works for the Mets. Extent, she works for the Mets, and Pedro works for the uh, the Red Sox. But 
Yeah. It sounds like Jessica Mendoza has a much more active role with the Mets than <clears throat> Pedro does. But it's a uh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought they were bad takes. Now <clears throat> I, I'll listen a little bit to the argument of um, why didn't you say something at the time? I think that would have been a much harder thing to. I think to it would have been too. Teammates, while you're playing, I don't think it was like I want to benefit from it. I think you're right. scared. And then right. later, I think he realized he came around to it and said, okay, this wasn't right. The other one, too, is A.J. Hinch. Like, I know I feel everybody feels a little bit bad. It sounds like Hinch was trying to disconnect it or he damaged it, and they kept replacing it. Like, who was in charge there? It's not like Alex Cora was in charge, you know? Uh, yeah, how's the bench coach top yeah. the man? Why didn't you fire him? Right. And if you – why aren't you uh, – uh, you know, if you're A.J. Finch, why aren't you going to – if you know what's going on, saying we need to exactly, you go, you too, could go to the owner, you could go to baseball, right? Exactly. So, but your job is to control these inmates. So, right. yeah, I, I don't. It's it's a bad look for baseball, but I don't I don't get the whole let's 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 dump on the whistleblower kind right. of thing. Yeah, how about we dump on the cheaters? And I'll be I'll yeah. be interested in what Charlie Morton has to say about it because it seems like yeah, Charlie Morton he's a good guy, a stand up guy. I hope he I hope he doesn't take plead the fifth. Um, although I would not. What if sure. he goes? I don't. Know, I don't know anything about it. I have no I, idea. I swear to God, guys. I mean, if I'd have known, I'd have told our players. But I, you know, yeah. you can ask the. You can ask any teammate in here. I, if I'd have known, I'd have let. I'd let everybody I just know. Have but a I, hard time believing that, though. I, I just would have a hard time. Like I said, I you're do my job. I, I mean, I, I sit in the office <laughs> I did. and somebody coughs too much, and I'm like, "What's the deal with Steve over there coughing all the time, man?" Like, <laughs> you can tell me the banging on his garbage thing. cans going. Yeah. <laughs> So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not a good look. All it's right, like we got a the garbage super- can. Like in a garbage can. Like I can't even. Uh, do you ever look at a dugout floor? Like it, they don't even use garbage cans. Like the only point, the only reason they have a garbage <laughs> can is to bang on it. To, That's a great anyway. point too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Super Bowl Sunday's coming up. I might not talk to you before then, but we got the whole week of Super Bowl. You mentioned Andy Reid's going to be a big story, obviously uh, in Miami. San Francisco, great defense and it's great offense. We've got lots of storylines. Who do you like and why do you like them? I mean, what, what's your what's your initial um, prognosis a week away? My initial instinct is always to take the team with the best quarterback and the best player in the game, and that's Patrick Mahomes. But, Rick, there's something about San Francisco that I really like. I really like that defense. And I remember the Sourdough last, bread. Sourdough yeah, bread is what I like. Yeah. The last the last time I had this this feeling of – while quarterback, this quarterback and, and this team is really good was when Peyton Manning took Denver against Seattle. And I yeah. thought Peyton Manning, this is when Peyton Manning was still Peyton Manning. You know, he's still. Yeah, he was lighting them up. Yeah, and I thought, okay, you take the player team with the best quarterback, and Seattle shut them down, man. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a beat down. We have, lot, we have lots of examples of that, don't we? Yeah. Of, of, Bucks, Bucks, Oakland. Sure. Rich Gannon was the MVP that year. Yeah, number and, one offense in the league, yeah. Right, and uh, like, and I'm sure there have been other instances. You know, Trent Dilfer played on a team with a really great defense. Look, the first, you know, I'm going dating myself here, but the old some of the old Steeler teams, the first couple of years the Steelers won, Terry Bradshaw going up against Roger Staubach, Fran Tarkington. Yeah. Steelers dom like defensively, they dominated those games. So I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough, and I think that offensive line is really good. I think they can run the football. I oh, know they can run Kansas, the football. Kansas City did yeah. a good job shutting down the the Tennessee's running game, but. Mm-hmm. I don't like I said. So my initial instinct was to take Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, but boy, deep down, I really. I so just, you're wa- you're kind of waffling still. I'm you're waffling, not, but I think if sure. I had if I had to pick, I, I think I'll go Forty Nineers. Just something tells me it's a Forty Nineers game is going to win this game. It's interesting. Are you? Yeah. Uh, it's early for you. I, you're probably I don't really have prediction. a feel just yet. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get down there and you um you get a feel. You know, um, like the year that the Eagles won. I, I just got a sense that they were going to win because they were just so loose and confident, and I couldn't really explain it. And, of course, it was a crazy game, but, um, you know, Atlanta I never thought had a chance, and they were up 28-3 to and blew it. Like, that that should have never happened. I mean, the Super Bowl is unpredictable sometimes. And then, very you know, of late they've been close games, but there's also been the the outliers where, um, where their routes. But I think – I think that San Francisco has the ability to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, and, and that's probably a good idea. But I, I wouldn't – like, I think people are dumping on Jimmy Garoppolo a little too much because he only had to throw it seven times. Look, he didn't ha- – I mean, it's not like he's not capable. They didn't have to throw the ball. Why would you throw it, right? right. I mean, they were – but think about how, how you have to do to take a grown man and impose your will and come off the ball that many times when they know you're running it and they can't stop you. How hopeless must you be? 
in a situation like that the way the Packers were. And and if you could do that to a grown-ass football team that's in the NFC Championship game, mm, I think you're pretty I, you know, good. I, I listened to a lot of people talking about San Francisco. They said they weren't doing anything tricky. They weren't they no. were just lining up. They could have told Green Bay what the count was. Well, they was. did, more or less. I mean, they only they threw it seven it's, times. It's, so, you know, yeah. Snap it on two, and we're, yeah. we're going to knock it down right. your throat. When yeah. you watched – so when, when Kansas City – as soon as they walked off the field last year's AFC Championship, mm-hmm. if you'd have told me they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year, I'd have said, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I can buy that because they mm-hmm. came an offsides away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. But when you watched the 49ers, on, you watched them on opening day this year. They no, I didn't think they were that good. No. Did you think they were Super Bowls? No, no, I didn't. I actually thought the Bucks were better. Um, I didn't know what kind of year they're going to have. I thought obviously they weren't going to be four and twelve because Garoppolo was back, but that was his first game, and and you know coming off a knee, you figure they'll be slow starters on offense. Didn't play much in the preseason, right? If I yeah, and then right. you know Nick Bosa really hadn't played a lot because he you know his last year at Ohio State he was out. But man, when you when you see those guys and the speed that they play with and the 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 just the it reminds me a little bit of the Bucks defense when they were humming. It didn't matter who they played. It didn't matter what the scheme was. It didn't matter if they were a passing team or they ran the ball or they scored a lot. Of, like in the greatest show on turf, that that was not a Super Bowl team. That was the 99 defense. But they played, you know, a team that scored a, a ton of points and they had them, they were winning six to five with four minutes to go. Six to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when you see those guys up close and they got five number one draft picks that play on the defensive line, not one, two, three, four, five. Number one, you know, first round draft picks, they're just such a handful. And I don't know. You know, the the thing about Kansas City is they fixed their defense. That's why they're in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they they needed to. They got a new coordinator. They needed to have an overhaul. They went out and got a bunch of new players, and that's why you know they're pretty good too. They can they can play both sides of the ball. Um, but Mahomes is unique and he's special. And maybe we'll be talking about him like Dan Marino. Maybe. You know, remember that year he went to the Super Bowl and we thought he was going to win ten of them and he didn't win any. You know, you just don't know. You know the um, thing too. If, if I'm if I'm a Bucks fan and I'm looking at San Francisco and I was like, no. doggone it!" Because look, they went to the NFC Championship game, lost. Remember this yeah. back when when they had Alex Smith and then Kaepernick came, yeah. came on. So they go to the FC, lose, go to the Super Bowl and lose, lose. The, the Harbaugh game. Yeah, and then they come back and they went to the NFC Championship game the next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they went in. They you know they blew it up. Then they blew it up, and I mean, remember Jim Chip, Chip Kelly? Kelly was there, two the, and fourteen. Yeah. They were two and fourteen three Thomas years ago. Thomas Sulo, remember him? The, Thomas the was there for like a minute. Yeah, and then they bring in Kyle Shanahan, you know, and they, were they lose their nine straight game, nine straight games to start his career. Mm-hmm. Right, and here they are in the NFC champion, or in the in the NFC champions, and they're they're in the Super Bowl, and there's mm-hmm. no reason to think that they can't be for a contender for several years. And John look, Lynch is their GM. And John Lynch is their GM. And I'm and they had a quarterback that they didn't have a couple of years ago. No, and it's like, doggone it! How come we can't get nice things? You know, twelve like, straight years we can't have nice things. Yeah, that's exactly what you're thinking. And you know, and John Romano wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times. It's like it's not just the quarterbacks now. Now it's the front office. You know, and hey, we'll see what the rest of the story is with Jason Light and and uh, under Bruce Arians. But um, you've had and going pre-Jason. I mean, you've had these. You've had Jerry Angelo go to a Super Bowl. Didn't win, but went to one. You had Tim Ruskell go to a Super Bowl. Didn't win, but was there. Right. Um, Rich McKay, when he was you know, a general manager, um, went to an NFC Championship game. You've had guys now do things, and in the last 12 years, Mark Dominic and Jason, uh, and in a couple of years of Bruce Allen, um, not, not the same. And, then, you know, I, and I don't blame them for not hiring Lynch because I don't think they knew necessarily John wanted to be a GM, but why didn't you know? Right. You know, you know what it tells me? There were a lot of really smart guys that played on that that football team back in the day. Look at all the guys that are doing broadcasting now, right? You got to be a smart guy and really understand football. And this is the cradle of broadcasters of, of you know former former mm-hmm. Bucks players and coaches. Um, look at the coaches, right? Not just um, broadcasters, Rick. Good broadcasters. Yeah, top. Tony I mean, Dungeons, John was with Tony the number Dungeons. two team. Tony Dungy's yeah. a really good broadcaster, mm-hmm. and yeah. John John Gruden was a really good broadcaster. But, but but even going back further than that, like you know, Warren Sapp was good on TV. Like, mm-hmm. It's got Rondé Barber's good on television. Rondé's good, yeah. Keyshawn Johnson's good on television. Like, Still doing it for ESPN, yeah. yeah. These guys are these guys. But these were all smart guys yeah. that no one seen the Buccaneers anyway. Never other than Shelton Quarles, right? 
where are all the where are all the former bucks with the jobs at at uh, for the organization? Mm-hmm. They're all so smart, including Stanford educated John Lynch. Is that and a some Glazer, people is that say Glazer thing or what? I don't know. I mean, I, they had them all there. You know what I mean? They were. They, I mean, they won for a reason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just their physical ability. They were coached by a very smart guy who, as you mentioned, is still a pretty smart guy today on NBC every Sunday. So. I don't know. Seems like you should probably use your resources. You know who else has a bunch of smart guys? The Rays. Yeah. Look at Major League Baseball. They know what they are. They keep hiring Rays people everywhere you look. And the funny thing is, when the Rays hire these guys, nobody's ever heard. Like, I, I didn't no one's Joe, ever heard I didn't of them. No, Joe Madden before they hired. Chain Bloom, really? Yeah. 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 Andrew Friedman didn't know. Andrew Friedman, who's he? Know. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And look at the now you got managers everywhere. Right. So. Yeah, good organizations might want to. I mean, you know, look look inward. You might have some good guys on your own uh, on your own staff. You never know. Well, what do you got going on at uh, Pointer in the newsletter this week, Tommy? Well, big uh, big news on Thursday. Jim Lair from uh, you yeah, know, the Lair report. He passed away, age eighty five. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a what a legend! Like I'm reading up on him today, but that was good. We got impeachment stuff. So yeah, the TV ratings, more people watching Fox News than any other station. But the other stations, if you add up their numbers. But they're not really playing the impeachment. They got on on the no, background. Cool. They yeah, kind of yeah, jump yeah. in once in a while, they're but they're not They're on. not really showing it. Right. So so we get that. So New York Times controversial endorsement the other day of uh, two candidates. Two people. What is yeah, that? So that's why when you ask me who's going to win the Super Bowl, I could have said, I'm picking the Chiefs <laughs> and the 49ers. <laughs> thank thank you, on. New York Times. I don't know <laughs> really? if they know how to. This isn't Chicago. Like, you can only vote once. Like you get, you know, so so what they're saying is vote for one of the female candidates. That's all we. Well, care about. I think what they were saying was don't vote for Biden or and don't vote for Sanders. I think that was or I think Buttigieg, that was the apparently. Ultimate, yeah, well, all right. Yeah. I think that was the ultimate message. I was like, but I mean, Kobachar and Warren are not really close. Other than being Democrats, they're not really close in the political spectrum. No, one's very and moderate, ultimate, and one's yeah. No, I think ultimately what their point was is it depends on which Democratic Party you think you they. They need to be moving forward. If you want to go really progressive, with yeah. some really progressive ideas, but you vote don't for vote Elizabeth, for Joe. Yeah. Vote for Elizabeth Warren and don't vote for for Bernie. And if yeah. you want to go more moderate, don't vote for Biden. Vote for Amy Klobuchar. So I think that's what they were looking at. I, I think ultimately, if push came to shove, from uh, there was a little bit more about this coming out on Thursday. Um, the um, the uh, assistant editor of editorials for um, or the deputy editor of editorials for New York Times. I went on a podcast and I listened to it, and she basically. Um, I think if push came to shove, she would have she would have voted for Elizabeth Warren, or they would have picked endorsed Elizabeth Warren. But they were just there's an electability factor there. Do you think that she could actually beat Trump in an election? And I think that's that's sort of what the. But you got to pick one, and if you're not sure, say we're not sure, and right. wait. But don't get yeah, it. The, yeah, is we'll it this it, early? This, I mean, isn't this kind of early for a nomination for president? Or it is, but they, the reason they typically do it now is because the Iowa caucus is Iowa coming caucus, up here yeah. in, a, in a couple of weeks, and so um, so they want they usually do it before then. But they said, okay, here's our radical thing: we're going to give you two. Well, how about be really radical and say we're not going to give you any right now? And we'll wait. <laughs> the thing, the problem was part of the problem because they they did it on this TV show, which is really good, the weekly. They went on this television show and they did it on there. And I think they had a debt. Like we, you know, we have we told everybody we're going to reveal it at the end of this show. So now so, we have to. And they have to. But I, I would have waited and just said, yeah, sorry, we're not doing, we're not doing either one. Uh, just come, you know, watch the show again in three weeks. <laughs> and now, and now, both those people are locked up in the uh, in the Senate hearing room, and neither one can actually campaign. So that's right. That's right. And Joe Biden feels like he won <laughs> <laughs> which maybe maybe he did ultimately yeah, so exactly. he's tom jones you can read him on uh pointer.org and of course uh very generous with his time to go on our podcast uh, as well thanks tommy we appreciate it thank you rick always great to catch up with tom jones and of course uh, we got the pro bowl this weekend nhl all-star game as well so something for you guys to watch while we get ready for super bowl week coming up uh on well i guess the the big Teams arrive on Sunday, and then Monday is um, uh, kind of a media day down there, and I'll be in Miami to uh, to bring you that as well. Hey, folks, uh, before we go, remember now, if you're tired of paying these high electric bills, listen to me now. If you want to save 90 to 95% off your electric bill, please call my friends at May Electric Solar. They're a locally owned company. They've been around for 13 years. They have a great reputation. Let's start the stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills, and let's start saving some money now. Call May Electric Solar at 727 727- 819-2862 that's 727-819-2862 
For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. 